0: Hello everybody, this is Dr. Vince Gutierrez from MovementThinker.org. Today I'm going to talk about, does taping in addition to physical therapy provide increased benefits? This is specific to low back pain. This is from an article that was written in 2016, published in the Journal of Ortho Sports Physical Therapy. Authors were added, Costa and Dephritis. I wrote about it in my blog in July 2016. All right, so this is a look at a popular form of taping using um, used in the PT profession. So it's kinesio tape, for those of you that are aware of it. This was popularized in the Summer Olympics years ago. You know, you had all the bright colors on the volleyball players. And uh, you see it's an, an, an increase in usage in the PT profession, you know, regardless of what the evidence states. You know, I, I know a lot of PTs that still use taping. Um, gosh. I've probably used it twice, 15 years, twice. And that's because the patient just had such a strong preference for using this tape. They really believed in it. And, you know, you hear me say it over and over again. Patient's beliefs and expectations are going to trump what I want to do for at least a few sessions to build some trust with the patient. Some of the introductory material that was from this article, low back pain is a significant public health problem that affects approximately 39% of individuals worldwide at some point in their lifetime. You know, that that prevalence rate, it's up to 80% depending on which articles you're reading. So, you know, back pain, it's a problem. We know that. It's like beating a drum. If you followed me for any point in time, you know, I've written over and over, you know, how expensive back pain is in the developed countries. You know, one, one thing that surprised me, though, is in this study, they reported 39%. So, eh, you know, worldwide might change the number from from the U.S. Next, several interventions commonly used by physical therapists, such as manual therapy techniques and exercise, are endorsed in most guidelines as effective treatments for patients with low back pain. Moving is better than not moving, in most cases, right? You know, it's funny because when I was a personal trainer, Many, 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 many years ago. And um actually I was um this is New Year's Eve twenty twenty two, just to put some perspective on it. I was hanging out with a couple of friends last night, old, old college buddies, you know, and put it in perspective, I'm forty-two, so you know, we've known each other for about twenty years, but they knew me way back when I was a personal trainer before I ever got into physical therapy school. Anyway, um when I was a personal trainer, I used to think that physical therapists were essentially overpaid personal trainers who didn't really know how to exercise people. You know, I mean, the the, the standard model of prescribing an exercise when I was in PT school was just give them three sets of 10, regardless of what they need, regardless of the purpose, just give them three sets of 10, you know? And so it's like there wasn't really any thought put into the exercise prescription. Um, Now I disagree Kind of, you know, because there's still some therapists out there that are doing three sets of ten, regardless of the patient's needs or you know motor function or abilities. Ah, three sets of ten, and uh, I'll come back when you're done, and I'm gonna go check on another patient. You know, that's that's what we tend to see in the clinic for for some some therapists. So, you know, I disagree that therapists are overpaid personal trainers, but some of them still are. Okay, so so don't get me wrong, there are some therapists that only prescribe three sets of ten repetitions because it's traditional, and for those. Yeah, they're overpaid personal trainers. When prescribing exercise, we always have to think, what's the goal? If the goal is pain reduction, three sets of 10 may not be appropriate. If the goal is absolute strength, power, or endurance, three sets of 10 may not be appropriate. If the goal is hypertrophy, three sets of 10 may be appropriate. So... You know, we have to think about the goal when we're prescribing exercises, but that's a tangent, you know. It's not to blast the PT profession, but, you know, if you're being treated in PT, um, look around. You know, if you're doing the same exercises as everyone else, you have to question whether or not your pain is exactly like everyone else's. And if it's not, then why the hell are you doing the same thing everybody else is doing? Okay, I got to get off the soapbox. Um, (laughs) Off the soapbox, I go. All right, so the next quote. Kinesiotaping method... Was introduced at the Olympic Games in Athens and has since gained in popularity. We've all seen these tapes for the most part—the color, colorful tape worn on shoulders or backs of athletes, you know, in the Summer Games, especially for women's volleyball. And I'm sure other sports have them. Um, I just tend to watch more women's volleyball than anything else, except for um, maybe weightlifting. Right? Um, you, you'll see the tape. You know, I, I use the tape not for pain or the reasons indicated, but. When you wrap the tape around your thumb, it makes for a great grip when you're using hook grip for like the snatch and clean and jerk. So I actually have a few rolls of this tape that I use specifically when I'm going to be doing snatches or clean and jerk because I don't have long fingernails and it gives me some some traction from which to, to hold the bar. It's really the only purpose that I see for it, but whatever. Um... The next quote, the evidence of the benefits of kinesiotaping that kinesiotaping can provide for patients with chronic low back pain is still scarce. All right, so check it out. If you are a good salesperson, you're going to easily sell an intervention. And if you believe in kinesiotaping, then you're going to sell it to the patient and the patient will believe in kinesiotaping. This goes back to patient expectations, therapist expectations, right? And so the therapist can essentially... I don't want to say bestow, but they can start to sell their expectations to the patient. Okay, so um, I, I still haven't read a, a good study that shows using any sort of tape is better than not using tape. You know, it's, it's almost like modern day ultrasound. Back in the 80s, man, ultrasound was the bee's knees. You know, it was easy to use, uh, low risk. It paid the therapist. And it didn't require a lot of thought, right? There was no critical thinking for how to do an ultrasound. You know, it's set the machine, put on some lotion, and just rub in a circle. And, and I think it's the same type of thing with kinesio taping. There's not a lot of critical thought that goes into it. It takes some time in the clinic, so, like, you can bill for it. And how they bill for it may be a little bit different, you know, like some therapists are billing it as part of their exercise because they're using it to enhance the exercise. Some are billing it as manual therapy because they're touching the patient. It's, I mean, how you bill for, I don't know. Like I said, I don't use it enough to bill for it. So it's not a big thing. Um, but, but again, back to being the modern day ultrasound, you know, it works until it doesn't. It's a a major fad until it isn't. So, um, man, I really have to be sold on research in order for me to use this because... or the patient has to just really, really like it. You know, uh, I, I take it... There was one patient in a, in one of the clinics that I, that I... actually in my old clinic that I owned. She really loved Kinesio Tape, right? And she couldn't put it on herself because she wanted to use it on her back. And, you know, when a, when a patient is really in love with something, you have to tread lightly when you're trying to change a belief system. And... I realized after like, you know, five minutes of conversation, I wasn't changing this patient's belief system whatsoever. And so I just told the patient to go out and buy a roll of kinesio tape. And when she wanted me to put it on, come into the clinic, as long as I wasn't working with the patient, I'll put it on her, no charge, off you go, right? So it's um, it wasn't something that I felt right charging for because I just didn't see the need for it for that patient. It wasn't medically necessary for that patient. Um, is it medically necessary? I don't know is it ever medically necessary? I don't know. Um, but it was something the patient could have done at home and so the patient had Medicare right And so um, with Medicare there are some certain rules you have to follow. so it would have been a non-covered service anyways but uh, yeah, applying tape I mean it's you know it's putting scotch tape on an envelope you know it's like it doesn't take much skill. Moving on. All right, I get a soapbox a lot today. There is, uh, next quote, there is no current evidence to support the use of this method. All right, so that's not to say that it doesn't work, right? It's just not backed by evidence. Patients believe it works. It works, right? You got the whole placebo effect. So for an N of one, you might use it. Because the patient has such a strong belief that it's going to work. And so, you know, it makes them feel better. I had a patient a long time ago who believed that a hot rag on her neck solved all her problems. So you better believe I put a hot rag on her neck (laughs) every session. Didn't bill for it because it wasn't billable service. But every session I put a hot pack on her neck because she believed that it was just a miraculous fix i did my part to educate around the other things that you know the research actually shows creates change and the patient got better did the patient get better because of what i did um the stuff that i did that i thought was actually going to work did the patient get better because of the hot pack i don't really care I just care that the patient got better and the patient probably got better because she believed she was going to get better. And she probably believes she's going to get better because I used the hot pack. It is what it is. Right. But I'm demonstrating um, outcomes. And so I'm not going to say throw away all of the stuff that doesn't have research, but man, make sure you're, you're, you know, using it sparingly and trying your best to, um, change a belief system in the process of using it sparingly it's sparingly. All right, so let me just see what I wrote way back then. Uh, this isn't to say that it doesn't work yet, but the studies performed thus far, eh, it doesn't work. One of the two things will happen over time, and you're actually seeing this, and you see this, oh gosh, I, tangents, man. Uh, one of two things are going to happen. Uh, the company or companies that sell the tape will continue to publish their own case studies to show the efficacy, and or the peer-reviewed journals will stop publishing all of the negative studies because academia will stop performing studies that consistently give the same results. Okay, This goes for darn near anything that somebody is trying to sell a course on and it has scant evidence. You're going to see, you know, the person creating it, creating a case study, case series, uh, you know, doing it on one patient, using this thing on multiple patients or using this method on multiple patients and then using those case studies as a selling point to sell their courses or to sell their books or to sell their manuals which is fine, you know, just just understand that you're being sold to, right, this is the whole business portion, understand that you're being sold to um, when you're buying the the research on the case studies, and, you know, over time, they develop, I don't necessarily want to call them acolytes, but we'll call them followers, right, I like acolytes better, Um, uh, anyway, doesn't matter, APA, Acolyte Protection Agency, for those of you that know, I'm a wrestling fan, Bradshaw, Simmons, Moving on. So they develop acolytes over the course of time, and then these acolytes publish case studies. You know, it may take years before, year, decades before you actually get structured research to show whether or not, whether something does or whether something does not work. And by that time, you already have enough published case studies that this becomes a mainstay in um, in treatment um, design and, and treatment protocols that you know, it's going to take a, a lot of research now to say that it doesn't work. Um, gosh, anybody remember anodyne anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, the next quote, the objective of this randomized controlled trial was to compare the effectiveness of adding kinesio taping to a physical therapy program in patients with chronic non-specific low back pain. So this was a well-performed study actually. So the, um, it wasn't done half-assed. The methods were really good. I'm not going to cover the methods. Um, if you're really interested, go back and read it. Just just know that there was a lot of instructions for how the study was actually performed in the methods. It's boring to those who aren't, you know, research readers. Um, and it, you know, honestly, it's boring for me when I go through it. But, you know, just, just know that the study was well-performed. Next quote. The group that received physical therapy plus kinesiotaping had the elastic tape applied to the lower back at the end of the sessions. You know, essentially when you randomize groups into one and two, right, you have one group and two groups, both groups get something very similar. They get something that's almost the exact same, if not the exact same, right? And then the one thing that you change should be the intervention that you're trying to to, to check. Does this actually change anything? And um, when you... Looked at this research, it didn't really change much, right? And that's the title of the article. You know, it does not affect anything. Um, One of the authors was certified by the Kinesio Taping Association International and provided training to the therapist on how to apply the Kinesio Tape. Man, there's a lot of certifications out there. Uh, Some people would actually say that, you know, having a certification nowadays doesn't really mean much because... It's watered down. Anybody can create a certification. The certification doesn't really tell you much. You know, I, I'm Mackenzie certified. And, you know, when you look at the website for the McKenzie method, it says that those who are certified are minimally competent. So I've said it before, I am minimally competent. I that's that's a selling point right um i minimally i have the the minimum competency for performing something um but yeah so you would assume that if they have their certification they know how to apply tape i mean eh, it's applying tape you know um moving on after five weeks of treatment the between group comparisons showed no advantage of using kinesio taping in these patients for all primary outcomes the addition of kinesio taping to physical therapy did not enhance treatment outcomes at any point in time. Yep. Silence. You know, it's like mic drop on that conclusion. Um, yeah. I don't think I don't have anything to add there. I mean, it's just boom, straightforward. The next quote, our data corroborate the results of three previous randomized controlled trials that do not support the application of kinesio taping in patients with chronic, nonspecific, low back pain. So, again, this is a very specific study. So, um... All right. Yeah, this is a very specific study to chronic, nonspecific, low back pain. Does that mean don't use taping on any patient? No, but that means that for this specific population... Patients who have pain longer than three months in the lumbar, re- in the low back region. Man, you know, it's probably not going to be your answer. You know, it's not the holy grail. Um, I, like I said, I have tape. I use tape to lift weights. Um, if that's what you want to use your tape for, go ahead. But using it for the patients described in this study, it's, it's probably not ideal. So, yeah, there's there you have it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, boom, drop them on my Facebook page thanks for listening happy new year go forth and prosper bust your ass kid this podcast is meant for educational purposes only the views expressed during this podcast are that of the creator Dr. Vince Guterres, and do not reflect the views of the authors that are cited during the podcast again this is for educational and entertainment purposes only If you have a physical limitation or a pain, please seek out a licensed professional. Thank you for listening.